guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. And you know what, man? Yes, we're getting back into the Smart Trust Matrix, but we also need to go over some of the questions, right? Now, before I get into that, I want to go a little bit deeper into Zone 4. Now, remember Zone 4. It's the low propensity to trust with high analysis. This is called the distrust zone of suspicion. So this is where people find it very difficult, such as myself, to actually extend that trust or not at all. So we're always suspicious of what other people's intentions are. Now, let me give you an example. When I first employed my content writer last year, I remember I was very, very suspicious. I was like, yeah, okay, you're from online and you want to join my team. Why? I didn't really understand what her intent was. It was kind of like she had a hidden agenda. So I didn't really extend it until I sat in front of her and said, okay, what is it that I can help you with? And from there, she looked at me and we were talking and whatnot. And she's like, listen, I want to work with you. I want to work under your umbrella. And so I'm like, okay, that sounds good. So that's what we ended up doing, as a matter of fact. And, you know, we ended up having a very, very great stint, and then we parted ways and whatnot. But nonetheless, it was very hard for me to extend that because meeting someone online who didn't send me a voice message or anything, I'm like, what's going on? It's kind of like this. I'll give you another example. A guy by the name of Mustafa Sano, who I actually have to get in touch with because I haven't spoken to him in a while. He is, again, a very, very awesome guy and whatnot. And you know, what something that w- was very, very interesting to me uh, was that he sent me three video messages. And I heard about this uh, again, as a matter of fact, on Hernan's podcast, who I actually brought on to my ESL podcast. And he said, listen, just to make sure that I am actually real, I will send you a video saying your name, da-da-da-da-da, and talk about whatever we've been speaking about. And I'm like, okay, well, that sounds really interesting. So, yeah, I ended up uh, getting this, you know, this video and getting everything authentic. And and so that's what I normally do with people. But when he sent it to me, Mustafa, uh, I'm like, oh, my God, three videos? What the hell is this? This is so weird. And you know what's really funny? What ended up, uh, what it ended up being was he was a podcaster. He a uh, university student out there, of course, from Guinea, living in Malaysia. And we ended up linking up and doing, you know, creating some synergy. And it's just so amazing because, again, what did I have distrust when I saw those videos? I was like, oh, man, these are dick pics for sure. Or these are dick videos for sure. No, no, no. Then I actually clicked and he's like, hey, Arsenio, you know, I just saw your podcast, the Arsenio Buck Show. And he was actually, it was so cool and it was so organic. And I was like, dude, let's hell yeah, let's do it. And it created, it, you know, he ended up meeting another guy by the name of Fakim. It was just awesome. So, problem, zone four, and the risk of being in zone four, especially for a leader, is really high. Why? Because it's, you, you have that limited perspective, that lack of collaboration, alienation of talent. And so, what do I mean by that? Maria Kondo, who I actually reached out to and I wanted to bring her onto my podcast, she actually denied me. She's like, oh, Maria, she's not free. It's probably some weird-ass lady that said, oh, no, uh, she's unable to do it. Japan, obviously. Um, Not that that means anything, but hey, it makes sense because, of course, being African-American, all that good stuff. But you know what? That lack of collaboration, 
I mean, honestly, how are you going to get anywhere in life? If it wasn't for collaborating with Luke or anyone else, and if I was just doing this as I was doing my personal development podcast for a very long time without doing interviews, what's the point? What is the point? And then again, leadership and having that limited perspective. It's like when I brought on, um, what is it, Antonio Centeno, that YouTuber uh, that talks about, you know, men's, uh, what is it, men's clothing and whatnot. He was, uh, he said he was going to share the video and do this and do that. He didn't do anything. And you know what's funny? A lot of my videos to this day still have more plays and downloads in that video. And he was the last personal development person I brought onto my podcast because the problem is with these people is that they just do not share anything. So what is the point of me bringing, bringing you guys on if you don't share? Now, with my ESL podcast, I don't have a problem with that because with my ESL podcast, those uh, – you know, for some reason, a lot of different countries tune into that no matter what. And new cities just pop up out of nowhere, and they don't even share anything. But with my personal development podcast, it is a big issue. So, again, lack of collaboration, alienation of talent, thinking that you are the most talented in the field and you don't have to collaborate with anyone. This ultimately results in the last of well, – I'm sorry, in the loss of opportunity. Right, It's the risk of, of paying those high taxes, and you forfeit the dividends. The dividends are what you need, and this is the reason – and this is probably one reason why in this a flat world global economy, not trusted people is often the greatest risk of them all, people. So why do people get into this zone? You guys are probably asking, well, you know what? It could be a fundamental issue of style, right? It could be deep-rooted, right? A fundamental paradigm. Way you know where they just have that lack of belief in people. It's kind of like what I was telling you guys about on um, the other podcast. What just yesterday about people making the same decisions and doing the same things over and over and over. They're like, why do I continue doing this? It's because it's in your hardware. It's in your mainframe. It's deep rooted, and it could be deep rooted to your parents too. If your parents suck, you you you're gonna suck. Unless you're very lucky and you know, hey, you know, I come from a, a terrible background. My parents, you know, they were the worst people on earth and I'm a successful. Yes, you end up seeing those in Hollywood films and whatnot. But oftentimes, if you don't have that type of guidance and especially they don't teach personal development in any of these classes in school, it ends up being a, a like a huge issue. So maybe they genuinely think that they're smarter than everyone else. And this is what happened with Blockbuster. They're like, yeah, right, people are going to keep renting videos. They're not going to do anything online, and guess what ended up happening? Hey, Blockbuster lost everything. Why? Hey, they had distrust. They had distrust in the entire system. They had distrust in the internet. So by far the lowest risk, shifting our focus into the zone two, judgment, it has the highest return with the lowest risk. There's the risk. Of course, of you know, but it can be moderated and managed. So not only do you have that personal analysis to evaluate and you know, you know, think of all these issues and whatnot, you also have that propensity to trust, and it encourages and it creates that synergy and creativity and judgment of others. So again, it could be multiplied, and it's also effervescent. So what does that mean? High analysis and high propensity. To trust not only creates strong judgment, but it also creates that dynamic synergy. 
And it produces just endless possibilities. That's all there is to it. And now remember, guys, smart trust doesn't necessarily mean you extend trust to someone. You may decide to extend that limited or no trust at all, just as you might do in Zone 4. But while your decision may appear to be the same, beginning in Zone 2 makes all the difference because you're able to, hey, approach itself. With almost, you know, always, you, you could build that trust from there. So, if we look at some of these questions, I have three questions for you. You guys can find this on the blog. Number one, what is the opportunity? What is the risk involved? And what is the credibility? So, I'm going to give you these three, and so I'm going to read them out loud. Here we go. What is the opportunity? The championship was at stake. Let's put it this way. It was the last play of the game. Anna was less skillful and less experienced than the other players. And you know what? What ended up happening Stephen Covey at the time, he had played her for the amount of time required for the Little League, you know, series, rules, etc., etc. Now, what is the risk? We could win or we could lose, he said. The entire team could be enormously thrilled or hugely disappointed. Anna could feel like a winner, or she could feel like the reason for the team's defeat. Or she could feel like when push came to shove, she didn't have faith in herself, and the coach didn't have faith in herself, also, of course, Stephen Covey. So... He could have branded her as a hero or a fool. And though the outcome of a community Little League you know, game may not seem like the end of the world, but to Anna it would. So what is the credibility of the people involved? See, all of the team members were great kids. They had worked hard to develop their skills to make it to the championship game, and Anna's character was <laughs> just manifested itself. But also in the same way she showed courage in deciding to compete with these boys. Yes, the boys in the first place. Her confidence, however, was not as great as the others on the squad. So, by breaking down a situation like that, based on the answers to those three questions, in other words, on intellectual analysis alone, a lot of coaches would have made the decision to bring in a different player for the last minute of the game. Why? Because the championship hanged in the ballots. So... But then on the second factor, the propensity to trust comes into play. And again, that intellectual analysis is everything. He didn't think Anna was suspicious, the motives or anything, her intent. He, he trusted her. And you know what? He was guarded in his own confidence in her capabilities and in her ability to deliver those results. Which would have put him either in the, of course, you know, the zone four or in the lower part of, what is it, number two. Not in three and not in one. However, the abundant and general propensity to trust was there because he believed in the principle of inspiring her through extending that trust. He believed in Anna and he knew this could be the defining moment for her. So though he didn't have time to consciously go through all those factors, especially in that, in that moment, he quickly determined to make a moment in that decision, in the moment of trust. And he believed, you know what, right then and there, that he was going to stay in zone two for the smart trust. And guess what? That ended up being the most significant positive experience of her life because she ended up coming through in the clutch. So, again, guys, it's it's very difficult to go through this, but how can you manage it? And I just love that story so much because he tells you guys that in the heart of all that, he broke down a situation 
in that situation, he was able to make that decision to say, you know what, she can either look like a fool or a champion. But by extending this trust and, you know, per, you know that propensity and the analysis, the intellectual analysis and everything came together, he was able to make the most important decision of Anna's life to keep her in the game. And they won that title. Instead of pulling her out, putting someone else in the game that he's like, oh, okay, well, I kind of trust him, but you know what? Maybe maybe the analysis isn't there, or this isn't there, or that isn't there. She was doing well by playing with the boys up until that point. So she was able to come through in that clutch, and she did. So guys, we need to figure out how to manage risk now, and that's what I'm going to be talking about in the next podcast. So guys, stay tuned for that one. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Again, I'm going to write a lot of this on my blog on the ArsenioBuckShow.com because, again, just like the emotional bank account, this one is going to be huge. So stay tuned for that. And, again, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, as always, over and out.